Paragimel Mishnah Dalid. So our parak discusses two penalties that apply in case where a man is an improper out of wedlock relationship with a young Nara Basula. We have the case of uh, Ones, where a man goes and violates a young girl who is against her will. We have the case of Mifate, where he seduces her, and ultimately she acquiesced. In both cases, the penalty amount is 50 shkalim, but there are differences in the rules that govern these two offenses, and those differences are presented by our Mishnah. The first distinction between the case of Ones versus Mifate relates to the precise things that the violator must pay for. For aside from the fixed penalty of 50 shkalim, that both the Ones and Mifate are liable to pay, there are the standard payments that must be made for any case of damages. As we learn in Bavakama, the most basic payment when we talk about damages is the payment of Nezek, or as Armish refers to as Pegam, and that is where the Mazik, the damager, pays the victim he damages the amount that that victim went down in value. Meaning we calculate for how much less will the victim sell for in the slave market as a result of the damages. And the damager pays that difference. And if it's a case, as it is certainly here, of Odama Mazik, where the person himself inflicted the damage, it wasn't like his ox did the damage, there are potentially five different things to pay for. We have Nezek, Tsar, Rifoy, Sheves, Boshes. Armisha tells us that when it comes to the Ones, Three of these standard payments that uh, Adam Amazik pays for will apply, whereas when it comes to the Mifate, only two of these five standard payments of Adam Amazik apply. As the Mishnah says, HaMifate no sein The Mifate is liable to pay for a total of three things, as the Mishnah will explain, not just for the Knaz, but also two of the standard categories that an Adam Amazik has to pay for for the Gmardashans, that the penalty of the 50 shkalim is a payment above and beyond the standard damages a person has to pay. Whereas via Ones Arba, the Ones who was against this young girl's will, he must make a total of four payments. The Knas plus three of the standard categories of the damages in the case of Adam Amazik. The Mishnah elaborates, Hamifate no sein boshes upagam uknas. The three payments the Mephata pays are Boshes, for the humiliation this caused her, Pigam, the amount her worth depreciated as a result of this action, which Zayn will explain how this is calculated, and of course, Zuknas, the fixed penalty of 50 Shkolem, as stated in the Pasuk, Kesef Yishko Kemar HaBesulas, and we connect that to the Ones Pasuk, where it says, Chamishim Kasef and the Gemara Darshans, that this penalty of 50 Shkolem doesn't cover the other standard payments that are made when one person damages another. The Mishnah says, most of all of Ones, the Ones violator, makes an additional payment, namely, Shinosein as Hatsar. The Ones also has to pay for the pain that she suffered when he violated her. But the Mephata, where you know, ultimately she agreed to engage in the act, he doesn't pay for Tsar. The assumption is that there isn't a real amount of Tsar where she relented and submitted herself to the act. And for this reason, the Pasuk only uses the language of Tachas Asher Ina, describes how you know, he afflicted her, and only uses that language in the context of the Ones, not the Mephata. The mission now presents a more comprehensive list of the differences between the Ones versus the Mephata. The Mishnah states, Ma Ones, 
what are the differences between the Ones and the Mefat in terms of the consequences that the Torah applies to them? So the Mishnah first reiterates the distinction we just mentioned. Only the Ones, who was against her will, has to pay for Tsar, for suffering he caused her, once again, because the presumption is that there only was a physical pain in the case of the Ones. Secondly, Ha'ones, no sein miyad, regards to the Ones. He must pay the penalty of 50 shkalim immediately to her father. And the point is that the obligation to make this payment is not at all connected with the other obligation discussed in the Pasuk, that the Ones, if the father and daughter are agreeable, must marry her. Even if he does ultimately marry her, it doesn't affect his obligation to her right away, pay out that 50 shkalim kanas. This is indicated by the Pasuk's language where it says of the Ones case that Vinasa Naish Lavia Naira Chamishim Kasef says he pays to the father of the Naira, the squirrel he violated, the 50 Kasef. The Pasuk then says, Velosi Aliisha, and she shall be to him as a wife. He is obligated to marry her, assuming that she and the father are agreeable to that. So it's clear from the Pasuk's language that there's no connection, meaning the Torah is saying, on top of the obligation to pay 50 Shkalim, he also is obligated to marry her. By contrast, the Mefate, the seducer, only pays the Knas of 50 Shkalim if he chooses not to marry her. And this point, too, is clear from the Pasuk's language. It says regarding the Mefate that Mahari Marena Lola Isha, you should marry her, and Mari Marena Lola, meaning pledge to pay her Ksuba. Then it says, But if her father refuses to give her to him as a wife, then Then he shall make the payment of Mara Basulos, which is 50 Shkalim. So it's clear from the Pasuk that if the Mephata does marry the girl that he seduced, he does not have to pay her a penalty right then and there, 50 Shkalim. Rather, it's a regular marriage and that he owes her ksuba. You know, if he later divorces her, of course, he pays her ksuba. But there's no automatic, you know, immediate penalty that uh, whether you marry her or not, you have to pay 50 shkala. And the third distinction between the ones versus the mefate is that our ones shows tziso. The ones has to drink, so to speak, from the vessel that he chose for himself, even if he does not find it at all appealing. Even if he finds this girl to be repulsive, if she and her father are agreeable, he has to marry her. He has no veto power over this issue. He must marry her, and if he does marry her, he's never let her divorce her. As the Pasig again states, Velosi Aliisha. It's a mitzvah on him. She shall be to him as a wife, assuming the father and her are agreeable. And, you know, once he marries her, it says, Lo yuchal shachok yomav, he can never divorce her. By contrast, Vamefata imratzu lohotzi motzi. Vamefata is given a choice. He doesn't have to marry her. There's no, you know, specific mitzvah there of Velosi Aliisha. And if that's his choice not to marry her, he then will pay the 50 shkalim.